Hello, this is Joe coming to you from Just Velocity Studios on behalf of Mitra 9's podcast series called Kava, Kratom, and Community. Today we have Elf Fluxican, a local <laughs> videographer, photographer, and music aficionado. We're going to find out more about him. So Elf Fluxican, yes, that's sir. an interesting name. Yes, sir. Uh, tell me about it. Well, I got that name because I was going through a couple of different names and they just weren't hitting right. So I'm half Mexican, half El Salvadorian. And I seen something that said something about Flexico. I'm like, that's dope. That's really dope. So I'm half Mexican, half El Salvadorian. So I wanted to merge that together somehow. So I'm El Flexican. All right. So that would be considered, considered your artist name? Yeah, my artist name. Okay. Can you tell us about your experience as a videographer, photographer, and how you got started? Um, I got started uh, right before, I mean, right after COVID, because um, I was bored, honestly. Okay. Um, my first stimulus check, I've always wanted grills, which is gold teeth. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? With this free $600, I'm going to get me some gold teeth. And I decided to buy a camera okay. because I wanted to do like ghetto YouTube videos, funny ghetto YouTube videos and stuff. Never shot one ghetto YouTube video. <laughs> but at the same time, um, there was an opportunity that arose where where my homeboys, one of my homeboys just got out of prison, and he wanted to, to make money legally. Yeah. And um, so he rented out a warehouse, and there was it was two studios and a barbershop, and um, the back room was open for somebody to rent out. Okay. And one of my homeboys didn't like his living situation, but he was amazing at making beats and engineering and stuff like that. So I told my homeboy, hey, move all your shit in there. Oh, can I cuss my bed? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just be yourself. All Just right, be bet. comfortable. So I'm like, hey, move all your stuff in there. And, um, you know, all the money you make, keep it. Because um, I, I was working at nightclubs at the time. Okay. I, I managed a hookah service company. So, Interesting. So one of the nightclubs that I worked at a lot, was right next to the recording studio. So I just wanted a place so I could keep on turning up, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, I had money at the time because I was working, I was managing that, that company and I was working at Target, I believe. Okay. And then I was doing some other stuff. <laughs> so I had a little bit of change and I want my people to win, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, bring all your stuff. Any clients you bring here, keep all the money, you know? And... um. Any clients I bring, you keep all the money. You know, I don't want any really? of it. You okay. know, I'm just, I'm paying for this room so you could get on your feet and so I have a place to hang out at. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. And uh, what Is was it, the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us about your uh, experience as a videographer, photographer, and how oh, you got started. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I told you I was going to ramble off. That's okay. Um, but it, it all fits in together because so that, that, it was two studios and a barbershop, so I never did ghetto YouTube videos, but I had a camera. And what I started doing was just taking pictures of my friends at the studio, chilling, vibing. I started doing videos of my friends, you know? And then, you know, I started getting an eye for it because I was practicing because they didn't have no one to take their photos and stuff. They didn't right. have content. So I was just doing it because I had a camera. So I was just like, you know? And I started getting good at it and good at it, and then people started handing me money. Really? So I'm so, all like, why not, you know? Yeah. Why not? So um, where, where do you typically work when you um, do photography and videography? 
Um, I usually work at nightclubs. That's a main thing that I do. Okay. I work at uh, I've worked at a lot of nightclubs around this area, and um, other than that, I do I have a PR lady. I work for a PR company, a public relations company, and she brings me a bunch of work also, different things, and a lot of people also bring me a lot of work. So I do I do whatever. Okay. I like to expand my. I don't know how to say that, but your horizons, yeah, yeah. and see what I can do because I know I can do it. So you're always pushing yourself. Yes, there's there's no job out there that's gonna scare you. You're gonna face oh, it head on. I've I've done probably eight weddings, and weddings is good money. Yeah, I've done about yeah. eight weddings. I've done real estate videos. I've done. I did a grand opening for a for a health clinic. I've done grand openings for nail salons. I've done grand openings for a bunch of different things, and. You know, whoever wants to bring me some money. You know exactly, what I'm saying? exactly. So, um, sounds like you're doing a lot of work. Is, is there any one particular job or situation that really um, impressed you with the with the outcome? My, well, actually, my favorite thing to do yeah. is weddings. Okay. Because it's just I love capturing moments and people enjoying what I capture, like. Because that's something you guys could keep for a long, long, long time. So seeing other people happy makes me happy. So are you able to mix in the two, the photography and videography, when you do a wedding? Or do you oh, focus yeah. on just one? Um, which, whichever. It doesn't matter. I could do, I could do both. Okay. And then there's some times where I bring other photographers who are like starting out, but they're amazing. Or they just don't have the camera that I have. Yeah. So I bring them along and I pay them by the hour. So they could get some extra shots that I can't. Okay. But I could do photos and videos for weddings, like because when when the ceremony happens, when you know, when the kids, I just let that thing record. Because if uh, anything, I could take a screenshot because it shoots in 4K. Right. So right. I could take a screenshot of the kiss, you know, when they when they kiss and stuff. Yeah. So. I so could how do both. how did you know, um, you know, getting into it, like what type, what quality, what level of uh, camera and equipment to use? Well, well so. When the last stimulus check came, the fourteen hundred dollars. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna get me some grills. I've always wanted grills since a little kid. You know what I'm saying? I always yeah. wanted gold teeth, and I'm all like, you know what? Let me invest in myself because I'm already getting these big jobs. Let me invest in myself, and I did my research. Yeah. So now, like, my camera is about twenty two to twenty four hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. And so the the fourteen hundred dollars. I used that to put down. I took a loan out for $1,000, and I paid the loan off in a week and a half. That's awesome. That's awesome. So with no formal training, mm-hmm. um, how, do you, how do you improve? Like, what do you use um, to continue to push the bar when it comes to your photography work? So any educational resources that you kind of tap into? Well, that's the funny thing because um, I'm really hard-headed, and I there's some photographers that, that try to teach me some stuff, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to learn that because it's going to take the fun out of it for me, and then it's going to feel like work. Okay. And when I first got my camera, like, uh, I tried to look into all the settings and stuff, like how to actually use it, and it was like a 37-minute video, three minutes in, and I'm all like, yeah, I'm not watching this no more. It's going to take the fun out of it for right. me. So, so it put you to sleep. It lost, you lost interest right yeah, away. Yeah, because if, if, if it feels like work for me, yep. I don't want to do it. So, so you're more of a hands-on learner, you know, yeah, like, hands-on. let me just 
put the camera in my hand and start clicking pictures and, 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 and then critiquing yourself. Yeah. Excellent. Photography and videography is very popular. You know, cameras are readily available. Um, what advice would you give to a, like a young person that is looking to get into um, that type of business? What advice can you give them? To go out there and and just just shoot, just shoot, whatever, anything, and and everything. Just go out there and shoot. Get that practice, even if you don't learn all the stuff. Just go out there and shoot. You never know what you can do. Because at the end of the day, the only person stopping you is you. You can be anything you want to be in this world, but the only person stopping you is you. Yeah. And I live by that. And the only person stopping me from becoming who I want to be is myself. Because I'm trying to build schools and hospitals in different countries. Because why not? Right. So See, I didn't know that. You should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We'll get there. I want to hear more about that. So um, what I, one thing I found out about you right away is that you really have an ear for music. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about you and the music industry. What are you doing? So I, I, I would like to manage artists, but I also have a little bit of a talent that which my music sounds kind of good, you know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and I like my music. Okay. And I don't usually listen to music like that, but I listen to my music all the time because awesome. it's, it's good. It's good music. And so what I want to do with my photography, videography, and my music, since I have a talent in both, because they were both never really my passion, music and, and photography. It wasn't really, really my passion, but I've learned to love it, and I'm pretty good at both of them. So if I could make a way for other people, because what I want to do is make other people happy and help other people follow their dreams okay. and give me the opportunity that no one, or give people the opportunity that no one ever gave me. Right. So I would like to do that for people but they have to really want it. They have to be focused. They have to be a good person, first of all. That's the main reason. They have to yeah. be a good person, you know, and, you know, and be wanting to help others as well. You know, in a world where selfishness is so rampant throughout our community, um, how, do you, how do you have the heart to, what is it that drives you to be someone to give so much to people? At the end of the day, I try to be a good person to everybody, and I I give everybody the utmost utmost respect. But once they do something that's not something I would do, especially if if I was in their shoes and I did everything for them, once they do something that I know I would never do to someone who treats me like how I treat them, you can kick rocks. Right. I, I wish you nothing but the best. You know what I'm saying? But, but she's not going to be around me. Right. They, they lost the privilege of yeah. being taken care of by you. So I, I feel that um, other people in the community mm -hmm. have noticed your heart for giving and taking care of people. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the possible mentoring program that you might become a part of and how that came about. So my PR lady uh, came up to me, and uh, she told me, she called me, and she goes, Hey, Nesto. I'm like, what's that, girl? She goes, how would you feel about possibly being in the budget for mentoring kids at, the, at Fort Myers Middle Academy? I'm like, Fort Myers Middle Academy? I used to go to Fort Myers Middle Academy. And I, <laughs> and I want to mentor kids. You know, I want to, to be a motivational speaker. But I used to go to Fort Myers Middle Academy. And if I could 
help those kids out because I was one of those kids. That would mean a lot because I wish someone would come talk to me when I was in middle school, right. you know, and tell me, you know, get your head out of your ass and do something, you know, find a talent and run with it because you could, you could do a lot, you know. So what type of experiences do you have that you feel would be beneficial to sort of breaking through to these kids and putting them on the right path? Um, well, Fort Myers Middle Academy, it's, it's literally in the heart of maybe the people would say the hood of Fort Myers. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of people who don't have too much money and stuff like that. And when you come, some, when you come from somewhere where you don't have a lot of money, you tend to fall into places to make money. And give me an uh, example. Like what? What are some of those things? <laughs> you know, uh, things are not legal. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So you tend to fall into things to make that fast money, and some people get trapped into that, and and then you you fall in love with that lifestyle. But people who who are really in that life. This shit is not cool. You know what I'm saying? People, everybody thinks, you know, living a certain way of life, that shit's cool. This, this is not cool. Like, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Right. You know? I understand. And I had the, I have and had the opportunity to be somebody in my life. So I want to give other people the opportunity to get out of that life sooner than I did. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that shit ain't cool. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Now we up and we making that legal money. And you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you that's know, really lit. You know, in a society that seems to be targeting our children uh, with a number of different issues, I won't get into them, um, you know, politically, uh, but we need people like you to step up and protect our children and put them on the right path. So... You know, say you're talking to a, a young kid who is enticed by, like, the gang situation. Mm -hmm. What type of advice would you give someone like that? The streets don't love you. The street, you might, it's hard because I came from Cali. I was born in Los Angeles. So I came over here. I only had my immediate family. So I was blessed enough to not fall into gangs over here. But all my friends were gang members, <laughs> you know? And maybe they also seen something in, in me because they didn't push me to get into that, you okay. know? Okay. So, they, yeah, some, something in you was different. They weren't, yeah. they weren't, like, peer pressure yeah. wasn't there for you. Yeah, the peer pressure was never there for me. And, and I never felt the peer pressure, yeah. you know? I was just me always, but... People who join gangs and stuff, they, they want to be accepted by a group or something. And me, when I came, I wanted to be accepted by people because I didn't have no family. All my family was in Cali, Texas, or Mexico. Yeah. So I came over here. You know, my older brother, he's five grades higher than me, you know what I'm saying, at the time. Yeah. So I wanted to fit in, you know what I'm saying? Thankfully, I didn't fall into trying to fit in, fit in, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? But... The streets do not love you. You might think that they do. And you probably got a couple homeboys that, you know, really rock with you. But these streets don't love you. Once you, once you, and also thankfully, I haven't been arrested before. 
but people will forget about you if you are because of I've, I've had homeboys that they're like, damn, bro, you still talking to me? Like, everybody forgot about me, this and that. Right. And people forget about you. So you could do whatever you want for for this or this or this or this, but the streets don't really love you, to be honest. So you said a couple of times in our conversation that you wish you had had someone that could have talked to you sooner. But obviously, there has to be someone in your life that has put this, you know, um, passionate for helping people and and doing great things in the world. Someone had to have it was, uh, it been was, the catalyst for that. And who who is that? It was YouTube because I was I, I was okay. scrolling through YouTube one day yeah. and I seen something about philanthropist. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know what the word was. <laughs> this is <was> probably about <laughs> three to four years ago. Yeah. Or probably I think it was after COVID actually. Right after COVID was the same thing these things happened. Yeah. Uh, I was watching random YouTube videos and I seen something about philanthropy and a philanthropist. And I'm like, what the fuck is a philanthropist? And then I'm like, these people have so much money and they raise other people's money to to give back. Yeah. And I'm like, that shit sounds. That's what I want to do. I want to be a philanthropist. That that shit seems really cool to me. And and that's what I want to do. So I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You think you'll get there someday? Oh yeah. So you said that you're interested in, like, building hospitals and... And, and schools in different countries and okay. stuff. That would be dope because... And also give them resources. Like, Akon is one of my biggest... Someone who I really look up to because he built a lot of electricity and stuff for, in, in Africa. And he's, okay. done, he's brought... That's, that's lit as fuck. Like, if you could do something like that for, for people who don't have the opportunity that you had... And it's just basic necessities. You know what I'm saying? We complain all the time, you know? I complain all the time. I'm like, man, it's hot. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, it's, can you turn out the AC? You know what I'm saying? And, and But people in different countries don't have the luxury. And, and I heard someone say this. To be depressed is a luxury. Yeah. To be at rock bottom is a luxury. Because you don't get to appreciate them. So... That's something I would love to do. Just give people an opportunity, basic necessities, that it, especially people I don't know, people in different countries, because a lot of times people don't help them because it's not in front of your face. Right, right. out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So you, you don't realize what's going and, on. And there. me, since a kid, since like 13, 14 years old, and being doing what I did, you know, to get money. Like I lived every day of my life how I wanted to. Whatever, whatever I wanted to do, I would do it because I'm a flexican. Yeah. But now, I still live my life every day. I would the fuck I want to live my life, <laughs> but now I can do it for the greater good. And now, I, and now I have the ability to continue to live my life how I want to, and help others. And that makes me even happier. Exactly. So we could potentially see a, a nonprofit organization developed by them. you. A couple of um, them. To help, to help the world. <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> I, I, love, I love your ambitious mind. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, um, you know, we, we met a little bit through the Carver community and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, are you a big fan? Um, I, like, I like Meet Your Mind. Okay. That, that one right there. <laughs> I, I, so the, the tropical... Well, I had the, the, the tropical twist. My yeah. favorite one, I think, is the um, something raspberry. Okay. And 
I remember the first time I had one, I drank one. I'm like, this, this is pretty cool. <laughs> so, like, um, what was it that you felt that you thought it was cool? Like, what, what did it do for you? It, it, it made me feel like I was sinking but floating. Really? <laughs> if that makes sense. Really? Okay. I thought, like, leveled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was pretty dope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like if I was on drugs, but I'm not on drugs. So it was like a healthy, healthy thing. So... That's that was really dope, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's a plant, yeah. and it's not illegal. <laughs> no, no, at and least not in Florida. It's very <laughs> it's popular. Illegal, it's illegal in different places. Un unfortunately, I think there's about eight states where it's illegal really? right now. Yes, I know Rhode Island for a fact because my daughter was going to school there, mm. and it was unavailable. Hmm. And I think Montana right now has a bill that's going to be voted on that could make it illegal there. So. I think we we have to be uh, blessed and and thankful that oh, yeah. you know Florida it's still readily available for us. Oh yeah. Yep. So any anything I anything that I should know about you? Something different that I didn't ask? Mm. Nah, just hey, follow me on Instagram at Flexican and tap in, listen to my music, and share my people's music because it's gonna be some good music coming out soon. All right. That's well, pretty much it. El Flexican, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you coming in. Yes, sir. And uh, it's been a, been a pleasure.